This episode may contain content of a graphic nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Nikki. And I'm Mariah. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Body to Burial. Hi, everyone. We're back. We apologize for the delay in our normal schedule. Things have come up on mine and Mariah's end, and so it's hard to get everything together on a weekly basis. But for the remainder of this year, we are going to be releasing one episode a month. Thank you guys for your patience. We really appreciate it. And I hope you like this episode. It's a little bit out of our norm, but it is Halloween and I love a lot of spooky stuff. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. This week's episode, well, first, hi, welcome. <laughs> good, good to see you, Nikki. Glad you're hi. back. Hello. <laughs> good to have you here. But I guess I just wanted to jump into it because this week's episode, I think you're just gonna be so excited about okay uh I feel like it speaks to your soul and (laughs) I'm really excited for you to hear it okay um, and participate so we have two gentlemen joining us today which I guess is actually another body to burial first for us we have a duo Ooh, yes so we have Matthew and Matthew is a Chicago fire department firefighter Okay. And we have David, who is a Chicago police officer. Okay. And I'm sure you're wondering why do we have a firefighter <laughs> and a police officer? What's why am I so jazzed about that? Yeah. I am. Right. Well, the dynamic duo of Matt and David, they also have a little side hustle, which you know I love. Uh-huh. Paranormal investigators. Oh, I love. I love that. You know I love that. Yeah. So, you know, Mary, all the fun stuff. All I want to do right now is sing the Ghostbusters theme song, (laughs) but I won't do that to our (laughs) listeners, but it's literally on loop in my brain right now. Oh my God. No, that is really a different side hustle than what their normal job is. That's incredible actually. Yes. So I'm super pumped. Oh, you know, I love ghost stuff. Yeah, I don't like, do they have like the elect, what is that? The electron? Yeah. I just, all the questions. Yes. What's happening? Yes. I watch all those shows. Me and my kids love it. We watch um, Portals to Hell. Have you seen? <laughs> no, I'm not. That's not in my queue. I don't even think I've heard of it. It's Jack Osborne. And he goes to these like um, haunted places and, and kind of like this, like they have like the little meter and, oh, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Actually, my aunt is the one that um, started watching it. <laughs> which is really random because she is not like that at all and then um we watched them like she showed it to us on discovery plus so then now we just can't stop because it's so good now you're just addicted you're in the yes. rabbit hole yes Ooh. yeah fun. right it's yeah. gonna be really really good cool okay yeah i'm so, excited okay well let me go grab them oh okay Hello, Matthew, David, can you hear us? This is Dave. Can you hear me? Yay. Yes. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. Thank you. And I'm on too. Yay. Hi, Matt. Matt. How are you? I'm great. So thank you again. I appreciate you indulging in our um, request to have you guys. Nikki is obsessed with paranormal <laughs> yeah. and all the shows. And so this is 
really exciting for her to have you guys here. Yeah, I really am. I'm awesome. so excited. It's in your, I was like telling Mariah, I'm like, their jobs are, their two jobs are very different from, you know, a firefighter and a cop to paranormal investigators. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's, that's fascinating to me. I'm like, that is just two completely different things, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it makes a good show. First responders during the day, <laughs> paranormal investigators at night. It yeah, really I feel like toughest. you guys should do a podcast because that is just very interesting. Honestly, uh, I don't know if the people could handle what we'd have to say anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I might find myself without a job. I might accidentally <laughs> slip on something. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's funny. <laughs> well, it's super easy. So as you can see, we don't really have kind of outlines or schedules or agendas or anything. It's very casual, just kind of really where Nikki's curious questions will lead us today is where we're going to go. I think the first question we have to get out of the way is how did this come about? I call it a side hustle, but how did you guys go from being a firefighter, police officer to deciding to investigate paranormal activities? How do you even get into that? What sparks the idea? Uh, Matt, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So me and Dave met. Dave had already been investigating and uh, I was actually out on the street um, with with the fire truck <laughs> collecting for uh, Make-A-Wish, you know, shake the boot, collect the money for kids and stuff like that. And uh, David rolled up in the uh, what we call Misty, which is our command center. I saw his police shirt and I'm like, what kind of special? I thought he was like a special unit with the Chicago Police Department. So I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Who are you? And he goes, well, I'm not sure if you believe it or not, but I'm a paranormal investigator. And I'm like, get out of here. You know, <laughs> we had like we had like two, like maybe 30 seconds to a minute to actually converse because it was like the, the light had turned green. He was off to his uh, one of his other jobs. And uh, I went back to collecting and I thought about it later. I sent Dave an email. I looked him up. I looked up all his evidence and I had been in, interested in the paranormal, watching all the shows and getting into all that stuff. And uh, never really did any investigations. So I looked up his stuff and uh, looked him up, sent him an email, say, hey, I'd love to join you, you know, check out an investigation. And I think maybe a month or two, something came up. And uh, yeah, so it's been, I don't even know how long that's been, maybe eight years, Dave. What do you Sounds think? right. Yeah, I lost track, but it, it, something like that. Yeah. That That's is incredible. So, okay, because I'm picturing like, um, because when you said the command center, like a Ghostbusters car. <laughs> <laughs> the Echo One, the Echo One. Exactly. It is, it is an old ambulance, so it's somewhat. Oh, it's uh, not mine. <laughs> but not quite Echo One. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so yeah. funny. That's so awesome. So then how did you. I, I, this is going to sound like, what is that sixth sense? Like I see dead people, but like, how did you even get into that? Like where you could know how to do it, all that stuff. It's so interesting well, to me. Yeah. I mean, the way I approached it is, uh, I mean, at that time I had been on the fire department for, I don't even know, 17 years, 16 years. Plus I had a strong background in construction since I was like 18 years old. So I kind of approached it as a way because I wasn't fully sold on, you know, completely skeptical on the paranormal. Yeah. So my my approach is like, hey, I have some skill set where I can like look at things and say, hey, wait, maybe it's this, you know, maybe it's just a squeaky door. Maybe it's a, a bad lock. Maybe it's carbon monoxide or just any, you know, just kind of 
being able to, I mean, I've been in thousands of buildings between both jobs. So it's like, you kind of pick up on, on different things. So oh. I think it was, yeah, I think it was more so my like building construction knowledge that. Which is key. I wanted it, it, to. It's really key on inv- investigations. You know, there's some things where you kind of, uh, they call it like the fun house effect. If you got like a bunch of weird angles, you're going up into an attic, you know, it's dark, dusty, musty and everything else. And you're like, oh, wow, this is spooky. And it's like, well, no, actually, it's just kind of like stale air and your your mind is playing tricks on you uh, yeah. in a lot of cases. Like when you're looking at all the angles and, you know, it's uh, more of a psychological thing that it might be, you know, spirits. But since then, I've become, <laughs> we, we've, ca- <laughs> we, I'm still skeptical, of course, because that's what I have to be. You know, it's like, yeah. I to, you gotta I be, to, even, even I am at times, yeah. you can't yeah. be all in paranormal. You got to look at both angles. So I have to see it to believe it. And then one of the first full body apparition that we captured on camera no. was like, it blew my mind. I'm like, I, I couldn't believe it. Cause I was like, no. yeah, like I was there. I knew what was going on. I mean, I, we didn't see it physically with our eyes. Actually, I wasn't even in the room when it happened, but David took it to take a series of uh, pictures with a full spectrum camera. And later on through uh, evidence review, he finds this full body shadow. No. Yeah. It almost looked like a a civil war soldier or somebody in a jumpsuit. It was an old, it was a building that used to be used. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The the Inglewood uh, alarm office. Yeah. That is so, so crazy. Do people call you and say, hey, I think my house is haunted or you just kind of go to different kind of known both uh, paranormal I, we get a lot, of, a lot of emails I, I, all the time from uh, Facebook messages to the website, emails, word of mouth. And, you know, when I first started this, I used to try to go to all of them, but it, it just can't do it because with Matt, myself and some of the other members, you know, sometimes we got to take off work. It's costing money, you know, using a vacation day or, or yeah. you know, so we, we can do it. So we try to pick and choose which ones are important or which ones we would, would really like to go to, you know, because just a hit. And then after doing an investigation, it, it takes days, weeks to go through everything and match everything up. So so we try to pick and choose the ones that need help, you know, the the good ones. So, cause I had, I, I had told Mariah this a really long time ago, but I had an apartment. I moved out of it two months early. Cause I swear it was haunted. And then one of my, it really was, I swear. And then one of my friends from work, she was telling me to like sage the place. And then she was yes. telling me to tell it to go to the light. So I turned on the TV as loud as I could, because I was afraid it was going to tell me no. And- <laughs> and so I did that and nothing happened but I got um I got a dog and after I got my dog things kind of settled down a little bit but I still moved out early but everyone that would come to my apartment would say that in the hallway there was like a weird vibe and then I painted I painted my hallway red and then everybody said I opened a gate a doorway or something (laughs) yeah Did uh did your dog ever react in a funny way to not that really. area? Not really. No. She was just super sweet. So she, I don't know, not really. Not that I can remember. I just remember being super freaked out and like when things would happen, of course, in the middle of the night. And and that was back before you can Google things, like how everything is so accessible is like 2000, 2001 or something. It would feel like an earthquake because I'm in California and it would feel like my bed would be an earthquake. And I can't, I didn't 
Google if there was, you know, earthquake in the area, but I would call my family in the middle of the night and be like, did we just have an earthquake and little weird things like that. And then kind of pounding on the, on the window sounding stuff. Like, you know, when someone pounds on the window, right? Uh, sure. but you couldn't get to that. You can't get to the window unless there was a ladder, like all these unexplainable sort of things. I don't know. See, Matt, Matt would have been out there checking to see if the wind could have <laughs> blown in if it made noise. Right. Yeah. Right. But it was yeah. like, it was, it was like a pound, pound, pound. Like somebody's trying to get in, like someone's knocking on your window. It was, it, that was kind of my final, like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I, I would have just taken apart the window and figure out what was wrong with it. <laughs> you said it came in threes, huh? Pow, pow, pow. Yeah. See, they, they, they say you can't prove it, but they say, uh, in threes has a meaning to it. You're mocking the tr Trinity. No. Yeah. What does that, that mean? Well, depending on what your beliefs are, they're saying stuff that comes in threes when it comes to the paranormal. Yeah. If you believe in possibly demonic or evil, uh, the threes mean something. Three scratches, three knocks, three, oh. you know, things in threes. <laughs> So Nikki, it wasn't had a not friendly ghost. So I was gonna it say, wasn't was Casper. he not friendly? <laughs> oh, uh, it could be just uh, an older spirit, or maybe a trickster, just uh, trying I, to spook you in threes. It doesn't I, mean it's. I always felt like it was a little kid. I don't know why, but for some reason, I always felt like it was a little kid. And I will not. And I mean, when we first, when I first moved in, I thought it was because my stairs were wobbly. There was caution tape, and I had my friend call <laughs> the property <laughs> on the on the <laughs> bottom. I had my friend call the um, property managers because I and ask if if anybody had died in there. And I told her, I said, if it's really crazy, don't tell me until I move out. But and so, but they wouldn't tell her they said they don't have to release that information they didn't say yes or they didn't say no so they just said they wouldn't tell her you know when it comes to apartment and condos other than like a, a regular home they're the hardest uh, to me to cleanse because you don't have control over the whole property oh. so you can't go over you no know, you, you could just clear cleanse clear your space but you, you have no control what the neighbors are doing you know, you can't get in there and cleanse, you yeah. know, only your area. So it makes it much harder to get rid of uh, activity because they could just probably roam around the whole apartment building or, you know. Yeah, they just go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much for the same reasons, they're hard to investigate because, again, you have no control over what the neighbors are doing. So exactly. They could be walking around and then we're capturing that. We're hearing voices and it's actually just thin walls and they're talking a conversation. So, oh. so I tend not to. Uh, <laughs> Take, yeah, I get a lot of calls from apartments and that unless it's something really, really outstanding where they got video evidence of stuff moving and stuff like that, or, or they're truly being attacked. I try to stay away from apartments unless I have control over the, the whole building. And then when you guys like say you went to my apartment and you're like, yeah, there's a creeper in here. What would you do to get them to try and go away? Well, you know, depending on what your beliefs are there's different things you can do, but when it comes to like apartments, you might have to do a daily, weekly, monthly, you'd have to see what works. But usually when we cleanse ourselves, our equipment and stuff after an investigation, we use white sage, we use Palo Santo, Hollywood. And then I have uh, what is called dragon's blood. It's basically sage, but it's, it's like a, has a reddish tint to it. And it's a little, a little more kick to it. Okay. I'll but, use anything. I'll use it all. It doesn't. You know, so, so, yeah. I also have uh frankincense uh what is it frankincense and mirth that that's what a lot of the churches use you know especially when it comes to uh like a you know a funeral and a body pass and if, if you see 
like the the priest or the pastor with um the incense going around oh, the yeah. body and it can't yeah, yeah. It's, it, most of the time that's like frankincense and, and mirth so sometimes i'll use that uh try to um, maybe for uh spirit to go into the light to go to the next step yeah because is that true when you you, you got to tell them to go to the light i thought my friend was just messing with me <laughs> no you know well it, 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 it all depends on what you, your beliefs are i i believe in something more Matt has uh, different views of that, but you know, to each yeah. their own. I'm not here to preach, uh, yeah. that, but but from the stuff I came across, that's where my beliefs are right now. Have you ever encountered evil? I guess because there's yeah, that, probably just like you know, grandma that passed and she likes her house and she's hanging out, or you know. But then there's also the dangerousy type ones. I guess is that yeah. What? A few until I experienced it myself, and like Matt's uh, pretty much the same way. Correct. Until we experience yeah, yeah. it ourselves, you know, I'll keep an open mind, but sometimes I'll be like, oh, that's full of beep, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, I, but once I experience it or it comes something close to it, then I'm like, oh my God, there's something to that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. There's a few cases that uh, open my eyes that there's, looks like there's evil out there. And from my experiences dealing with different uh, psychic mediums that I trust and stuff, you know, whatever the the reason is, there's you got earthbound spirits, and then you got more sinister or evil stuff. If if that's what uh, you know, that's what you believe. That's what I'm trying to believe now. Okay. But uh, earthbound is just for whatever reason, the spirits did not move on to the next step. Whatever you decide that next step is, they just stayed earthbound. You know, it could be, for instance, God forbid, I suddenly die of a heart attack, and I I'm worried about who's going to take her take care of my daughter and wife. And so when that light or whatever appears, I don't go into it. And then it disappears after a lot of them say 72 hours. I, you know, I, I can't say that's hundred percent true or not, but that's what a lot okay. of them say that, that uh, the light gets fainter and it disappears. And now you're stuck earthbound. And that's all that energy that we feel, you know, the hair rising, the charge in the air, you know? Yeah. So that's just earthbound spirits that just haven't moved on to the next step. And it could, you know, could be for several different reasons why, you know, some might not even know they're dead. You know, some maybe were evil and they're afraid to move on. What's waiting for them on, on the other side. And then they say, if you haven't moved on to the next step, you know, and you're earthbound, you're going to be that same person you were when you were living. So if you were a crabby old man or old lady <laughs> and you're in their house, they might be treating you the yeah. same way, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I do get a lot of get outs, get out of here, get out. And it's probably the old man thinking I'm trespassing. Get out. How is that? You know? Oh yeah, like where you can yeah, hear, yeah. like where you can hear something that says like "get out." Yes, I get that a lot. No, a lot of, of help me's and a lot of get outs. Oh, see, I told you that's what I was afraid of when I was telling it when I was telling it to go to the light that it was going to be <laughs> yeah, like <yeah>. no. <laughs> <laughs> and when you you hear like weeks later when you do your finish the investigation, that's when you're listening to the get outs, or can you hear it right then and there? You know that there is times. It's not often, but there's times, especially if you're a little more sensitive, like, like sometimes I'm, it seems like I'm able to tune in a little more than some of the other people where I could hear it with my, my own ears. But uh, there's times you get to hear stuff with your own own ears, disembodied voices that comes through strong where you don't need the, uh, the frequencies of the voice recorders or, you know, the mics picking it up. Sometimes we're able to hear it, but a lot of times we're doing like uh, kind of live audio review as we're going along we do like three four minutes of a conversation trying to find a uh, you know trying to get a response of some sort along with other kinds of equipment 
but then we'll play it back. So we're like, okay, are we getting on the right track or are we getting anything or do we move on to another spot? So we kind of, I think we've been doing that more and more recently, just kind of a live review of, of right. audio anyway, but okay. video would just take too long, but audio, we can easily record for four or five minutes and then go back and, and listen to it right then and there and then start over. Like if we hear a name or we hear uh, something uh, that we can play off of. Well, there is also, Mar Mariah, remember the video that I sent you that you thought was fake, Mariah? Yes. I do. Sorry, the, I had to myself. The one with, it looked like uh, there was one of my clients in the area that I work in and that I grew up in. There was always this rumor of this lady called the pink lady. And one of my clients' friend was driving down the one of the road. Like it was just kind of like this quiet, like nothing by one of the schools. And it was, it was very quick, like a boop, like we feels like it's something floating and like, almost like it's weird. Like you see something that's kind of like, she almost looks like a Victorian style dress. You can't see really the hair, the feet, the hands, the whatever, but almost like the silhouette, super quick. It's moving quicker than someone can walk, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, it wasn't just like a flash. It was, it was like a quick little movement where it just was. And then, yeah. but you could, you got kind of like this image of this kind of flowy Victorian 1800s kind of style dress. And um, I sent it to Mariah because I'm like, oh my God. And then, <laughs> and then her husband, because didn't Will like check it out with his equipment to see if it was like a fake video or something, right? Mariah? Yeah, he like tried to like, see if you edited or something, <laughs> did, you know, something weird, weird to it. Well, you got it this day and age, man. There's so, so much yeah. apps you could use to you know, to add stuff or take stuff away. And yep. I, yeah, I'm, I, my daughter probably knows how to do all that stuff. I'm not, uh, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> right? I, do, I do all this stuff. I'm not that, that, yes. that much yeah. of a techie to do it on my phone or whatever. Yeah, but it was yeah. really weird. It was just like a quick little something. And she said that she, because I was asking him 10 million questions, like, oh my God, so what happened? And, da, da, da. and he was saying that she said that she got this just kind of like a weird vibe. It was just dark and she was the only one on the road. And then she sees that right after she got this like weird feeling coming up to it. I'm like, I think that was real. It has to be because what else could that have been? You never know. I think I think every city kind of has its own uh, its own legend. You know, we have Resurrection Mary here in Chicago, which Ooh, is so, it's like the ghost that? of Archer. It's like it's the ghost of Archer Avenue. It was uh, this. The story was, is that. Uh, Mary was at a, uh, I'm not sure when it was supposed to be. Was it the 30s, Dave, or the 40s, or sooner than, uh, more recent than that? I can't remember the actual time frame, but yeah, it was like they, yeah, they were all at it. It was like two girls, two guys. They go out for a date, and they're they're at a, a dance hall, uh, which was I think it was the Willowbrook Hotel, or it was something else at the time. It's since burnt down the the whole the dance hall that they were supposedly at. So uh, I think they were killed like in a car wreck along Archer mm. Avenue, heading back into the city. So, so that's kind of like- She our, roams our around. She's <laughs> like that she roams around Archer <laughs> Avenue outside of, um, oh shoot, the cemetery is- um, the all Cemetery. Is, is it right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's um, kind of like the pink lady. She was coming from a, yeah. a prom and, and where the school is, is kind of not too, too far away from the super old cemetery- from like yeah. the founding people. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. A lot of the same, uh, same Stuff. stories, you know, urban legends and, <laughs> yes. um, but yeah. a lot of people claim this have claim to see, uh, Resurrection Mary. So really just like uh, kind yeah. of the same sort of thing, like maybe just like, uh, yeah. along not the side really of the road, yeah, almost yeah. like hitchhiking. 
Yeah, I think there's I think there's been documentaries or stories where in the past where she hopped in that car. What? Taken, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. That's where a, people that's are talking to her, thinking she's alive, and then she has to be dropped off. I, I believe right near the cemetery, and then she walks and disappears right in into the cemetery. I believe. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you were asking earlier how we got into it. I, I was yeah. explaining to you how I got in, uh, in, into this. And uh, as a child, I've always seemed to be able, I, I, I think I'm sensitive. I won't call myself a medium or anything like that. But I think I was born with something, some type of ability where even as a child, I would be able to hear at times disembodied voices. And I, it seems like oh. I could just sense or feel. Um, not really see. So as I get older, I still had that ability, like I'd be home, uh, maybe home alone. And, or as a kid, I'd be hearing muffled conversations. I remember going to my mom, mom, could you come in the room? I hear these voices and I don't know what they're trying to tell me, but it's like in the movies that whispering, like, you know, that type of, uh, like conversations back and forth. And so I, it, it scared me when I was younger. And then as I got older, I could still hear at times I almost got to be like tuned in a, a certain way to, to hear it but like it, sometimes I'd come home from work still even today I, I hear a woman's voice say my name and I'm like what do you want you know I'm calling for my wife or my daughter and no one's home looking in the driveway no one's around you know Whoa. during investigations you know it, when I started this uh you know I kind of op- opened my eyes but as I got older as as I became the police I got a little more skeptical and I'm, I'm always trying to think logical but when it was still happening, I started buying equipment, some pieces of equipment in 2008. And then in 2009, I started buying uh, more. And then I captured some really good EVPs, uh, electronic voice phenomenons that that were outstanding. I'm like, oh, my God, this stuff is real. Yeah. There's something out there. So I know I'm not going nuts <laughs> now because at, at times I'm hearing not it. And then I get another. Yeah, exactly. Not completely. But I'm able to uh, <laughs> capture it on uh on the voice recorders or camcorders. So I know I'm not, I know I'm not fully going nuts. So, and then 2009, I formed a team and then I kind of went nuts buying equipment from that point on. And uh, that's how it all became, but it, it, it's due to basically being a little bit sensitive growing up and being able to, to tune in uh, to that frequency and hear these voices. And especially the place I work at, I got to go there after this meeting uh, is uh, where I work a side job when I'm not working the police. I, I work security at a community college. Next year, it'll be 30 years I'll be there. Oh, wow. So, um, But that was, the grounds was an insane asylum, oh. uh, mass grave site with thousands and thousands of bodies uh, all over the place, you know, unmarked. And uh, so what opened my eyes there is you got security guys, teachers, engineers, housekeeping, all having stories of experiences there. And so once I started opening up and experiencing stuff there and capturing evidence there, that's when I formed a team and and bought equipment. That uh, is insane. Why? And that's what they built the college on top of? Yeah, it's it's a community city college. Yeah. yeah. Wow. A lot of stuff in the city. Yeah. Yeah. They found a lot of, uh, I thought, Native American burial grounds on that whole area. Because when they were built, they they built some shopping areas, they built condos and everywhere they were going, they were finding old bodies, you know, but like really old and artifacts and stuff like that. So could they still uh, bury on top of that? And once you find like the the Indian type stuff that I don't know when it comes to Native American, I know 
there was a lot of John Doles, Jane Doles. Some of them came from the Chicago fire and some of the old wars where they, you know, they were just unmarked graves. There's a, there's a certain name for it. I did just uh, escaping my mind, not Potter's Field. Potter's. But, uh, oh, oh, Popper's Field or, or something no, like that. No, Potter's. Potter's. It's a Potter's Field. Okay, yeah. yeah. And where you got, I, you know, the thousands of just unmarked graves all over the area. And uh, so the combination of that, and I, I remember my very first clear EVP. I, <laughs> I remember it was before she, I'm, it was my wife before we got married and then her uh, niece, she was 12 years old. We would just came from a Christmas day party uh, relatives and her niece is going to sleep over at, at our house and she goes Dave I hear you're doing this stuff can you take me somewhere and I'm like where am I going to take her it's like midnight <laughs> and <laughs> I don't want to do it at my house because I don't want to attract anything at my house but anyway yeah. so I'm like oh the college so I zipped home got some equipment and we're walking around and in the theater there we're on stage and I'm starting to ask questions about the past. Are you from the Dunning Institution, the Chicago State Hospital that was here? And as clear as day, I get a voice saying, what are you doing? Yeah. And, then, and then a few seconds, I mean, a minute later, we got to get out of here. <laughs> but oh, uh, no. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that, that that opened my eyes. And that made me a believer that uh, there's something out there. You know, I, I think it's spirits. But if not, maybe it's another dimension of some type or we're tapping into something. But there, there's definitely, you know, I, I, I'd say you would agree, uh, Matt, there's intelligent spirits or whatever you want to call it out there that can communicate back. And there's yeah, stuff that's trapped energy, residual energy that no matter if you're there or not, it's going to make that same noise, same footsteps, same door open. It's just for some reason, some energies being trapped in that, that area or that house or whatever you want to call it, that room. And you think that's like they're, they've already gone let's just say to the light or beyond and, but their energy, a little Something's, bit of their energies there. It could be something. I'll give you an example of on a case that we handled. I don't think you were at that one, Matt, but there was a house in Wisconsin where this lady was complaining about a male spirit that would lean against the fireplace from the fireplace. It would go down the hallway to her room, stand over her and then back to the fireplace. That's the route it would take. It had nothing and to do with the house. she physically could see him? Yes. Like it's a physical thing? Yes. Okay. So she had the same spirit at the uh, the house she lived in before. So she moved to this new house. She was there six months, still experiencing that spirit, among other stuff that uh, I could get into later. But anyway, when we were there, we were investigating. Somehow we linked this fireplace. It was a fake fireplace, and she was an artist. So she saw it on the curbside at her old place and didn't know really the history on it. She's like, oh, this is a nice, nice piece of art, you know, and she fixed it up. And from that place, brought it to her new place and had this male spirit. So we linked that this male spirit was attached to this piece, the oh, fireplace. Yeah. So that night she had us get rid of it. And from that point on, she never saw it again. But we found out later interviewing old neighbors that the guy who made this piece committed suicide. And this was his favorite piece. And then when, once he died, you know, they re removed all his belongings and put him on the curb and or whatever and that's when she picked it up but so that that male spirit who committed suicide was attached to this His fake, favorite fake fireplace yeah yeah does that happen a lot because I've heard of that too that's why my husband's like never get anything from a flea market or <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm cautious myself when it comes to that but they say uh some of the mediums that we deal with and you know I can't say it works 100 percent but they they preach 
that if you're going to buy anything, use any antiques, garage sales, have a bottle filled with water and sea salt, a spray bottle, spray the item before putting it in your car. And and they kind of compare it to like if you're cooking with a Teflon pan, how nothing sticks to it. So when you coat it with the sea salt and water, that energy is supposed to slide right off. Can anything come home with you, like get attached to you? Yes. Um, I, I wasn't a believer in that. I thought that was full of crap. Excuse my yeah. expression. But <laughs> yeah. uh, until, until I experienced it myself, at least a handful of times. And, it, and it, it took that to get me into saging and protecting myself, family, you know, other team members with, you know, saging after an investigation, because there's been a handful of times. Thank God, nothing bad. You know, I, I, even one time I had uh, family over from out of state and they experienced it too and never had a problem in my house. Until I, you know, started this, and uh, like it's just something like my very first investigation where I had something follow me. I think it's something that I knew they they knew I saw it or heard it, and just want us to continue to communicate. So it's tugging me, tugging my shirt, and oh. it, this is all new to me. I have to admit, yeah. I ran like a little baby <laughs> to my wife. Anna, you know, I, I remember I was in the kitchen, and we just had the basement already done with a, a nice family room and stuff put put down there. And I'm in the kitchen, uh, I think I was cooking dinner, and I get like three or four tugs on my uh, my shirt. I mean, really uh-huh. hard where it's pulling. I'm like, and I jump and I look, you know, and I look and there's no one around and there's nothing I could have got hooked on. And I, I was like a Scooby-Doo, you know, <laughs> <laughs> running down and, Anna, this just happened to me, you know. <laughs> you know, you're only human until you start experiencing it. But, uh, and then later, uh, um, I was in a, in the shower and I hear, hear a male's voice start whispering in my ear. And this was from oh. the same investigation, but I, I jumped out like a little kid. I hate to admit, but I tore down the shower curtains and, and, and I was just stunned. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So yeah, it, it took that for me to start learning, you know, through the help of uh, the psychic mediums we deal with, how to protect myself, you know, the, the house, my wife, daughter. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is bring something home and then have them, you know, being bothered with stuff. So, yeah. but you know, it's a matter of telling them, okay, I know you're here. Uh, you're not welcome. It's time for you to leave. You know, very respectful because, you know, it, it could be someone's mother, father, grandfather, whatever, you know, so talk to it like you and I are talking and uh, just, you know, sometimes you have to give it demands and then go through the process of staging every room, every corner of the room and, you know, there's certain ways of doing things and, and, uh, you know, tell it to leave. And, and it was no problem. I never experienced it again. Does it usually leave? What is that normal? Like for it to go with doing all those steps? Yeah, it, it, it depends. They say in, like I said, I can't prove this, but this is what I've been told, you know, for people in that field, uh, like the, the psychic mediums that go to, clean, you know, cleansing homes and stuff, they, they say you can't force an unwilling uh, earthbound spirit to leave. You, there's things you could do to decrease its energy with saging. You might maybe force it out of the house, but it could possibly come back. This is why you got to continue. Like people will sage this once, maybe twice, uh, depending on the grounds you're living on and depending yeah. on the activity. Like for instance, even if I wasn't investigating, a lot of them say like Matt, myself, and you know, people in that field and even teachers, doctors or or whatever should sage daily because all the negativity we're coming across as a, like me as a policeman, uh, man, as a fireman, you're bringing that home. Yeah. You know, all, all that negativity that's out there, you know, could attach and 
you're bringing that home. And that's maybe why you get a lot of policemen, firemen, lawyers, or people in that field, you know, becoming alcoholics, divorces, with all this negative activity without cleansing yourself, your home. But like I said, I'm not here to preach. Everyone has their own. Yeah. But that makes sense. Cause I even have to talk to people, see 10, a bunch of people in my salon. There's like 40 or 50 of us that work there. And sometimes it's just your kids. I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And some people, they just dump all their yeah. issues and problems and stuff on you. And you're just like, oh, yeah, do you God. need to cleanse? You need <laughs> yeah. to cleanse your personal space. Yeah, because it's exhausting. Sometimes I feel like emotionally exhausted. And there's just some that are that kind of zap your energy a little bit more than yeah. others. But yeah, I've, I've, I've seen some people that are just, yeah, I guess I don't want to say troubled, but yeah, like that they just dump out their energy and then you start to feel their energy. It's weird. Right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It, and it, it seems like that's part of my sensitivity a little bit too. It seems like I, I could definitely pick up other people's sadness yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, their uh, anxiety or something. So yeah. I, I think it's, the more and more I do this, the more I, I think they had that ability when I was younger, too. But it seems I could I could sense it more when I, you know, now as an adult. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I kind of sense people's uh, the same sort of thing where if they're sad or upset, then I feel like I take on their sadness and their upsetness. I, I don't even know what that would be I have be to called. tell myself, Dave, man up. Don't get <laughs> yeah. teary-eyed, man up. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because that's what I was thinking when we were talking about the bringing stuff home. My husband and I went to Paris. This was back in like 2007, and we went to the catacombs, and I was so nervous that the bone dust was on my shoes that it was something was going to fall on me. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Oh God, something's going to come back home with me, but nothing did. Nothing okay. came yeah. back home. <laughs> we, yeah. we had, we had an old Chicago gangster come follow us home. Um, what? Oh yeah. We were investigating uh, uh, Lincoln Park Zoo and uh, the uh, Cafe Brower, which is kind of attached. And that was like an old uh, gangster hangout back to like Capone and um, the Irish mob. Yeah, to, uh, the Irish mob. Bug, what was, was it Bugsy? Uh, no, but yeah, it was Malone, I think. Anyway, it was there. There was the North Side gang and the South Side gang. South Side was Capone, and the North Side was the Irish. And the Irish hung out in this place. And Moran, uh, that's what. That's Moran. Moran. Yeah, Moran was yeah. his name. Yeah. So we were doing the investigation, and my wife was along on that one because we were ended up doing uh, tours of the Lincoln Park Zoo, which is extremely haunted. But oh. um, after bodies um, buried all over the place. A zoo. Same yeah, kind it was of a city thing cemeteries, yeah. Yeah, it wow. was um it's actually kind of a cool story because it kind of go, went back to the founding of Chicago back to the 1800s. They just kind of buried, they started just burying people and it was right on the waterfronts on Lake Michigan and uh there was um some doctors said, you know, maybe we shouldn't be burying our dead right next to our drinking water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So they were kind of in the process of doing this, and then the Great Chicago Fire ran through, and it actually burnt up a lot of the markers because they were wooden. So it was kind of like, okay, now they, they had bodies marked. They 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 estimate there's like ten to thirteen thousand bodies still left from like three right. different cemeteries in this area. Wow. Um. So and then this is the area that they built the zoo on, and then they had uh, this gangster hangout. And uh, we were there and for like the next two or three weeks, just some strange things was happening to my wife. So we actually talked to our good friend, Lori, who's a psychic medium. And uh, after telling her what happened, she's like, well, I kind of sensed that, you know, it was like a, a jealous 
gangster was trying to take possession of her. Like what? And and, and didn't like me. So um <laughs> it was he got uh, a girlfriend. It, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was just like there were strange things. Like there there would be like a, a loud bang like over the top of her head on the uh, like by the headboard if she was getting ready to go to bed or knocking on the walls. One time we were sitting next to each other. Well, she was on a couch. I was like in a recliner, really kind of out of arm's length. And uh, she's like, stop it. And I look over and her hair was actually pulled out sideways. No. <laughs> like, yes, yes. I actually physically saw the hair like out sideways. And I'm like, what? Oh, she's like, yeah. She thought I reached over and was pulling her hair. And it's like, no, I'm, my hands are right here within view. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, no. Yeah, that absolutely. Is so- yeah insane but after a couple of weeks i guess he got bored and moved on we didn't he really got a new anything. girlfriend <laughs> yeah yeah i guess he moved yeah right exactly <laughs> another zoo visitor came by and uh yeah hey the firehouse that i work work at is actually they say is haunted they say a lot of people have had experiences in my firehouse where they see shadows where they're touched they're sitting on the bed they're getting their feet pulled their blankets pulled yeah there's have you ever of- have you ever done any investigating at your at your work like taking all your equipment and stuff oh uh, it would be impossible i mean it's you know uh, oh, because there's so, so many noises noise, and stuff. So yeah. many noise and so much activity going on. And yeah, you can't like clear can, everyone out. <laughs> yeah, we can't close the place down for a few hours. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I've been to old police stations that were shut down and was able to get evidence, some old hospitals that were shut down. Do you feel like a cold? Is there like, you know how they say that cold, you you walk into a room and some of them are really cold. Does that ever happen too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You always got to look for logical reasons. Like air you know. conditioning? <laughs> well, air, yeah, that's that's a good call. Or maybe it could be a drafty window or, or someone left the window open. So you, you always got to look first. But if it's like a floating, like cold mass that follows you or is moving around, like in the middle of a room, not near a window, could be something. Okay. And is it cold, like a meat locker cold or just like just a lower temperature cold? Usually drastically colder than your environment, kind of a sudden drop. Where you get chills. Okay. We've actually seen it like on our uh, equipment. A lot of it has temperature sensors and it likes to give you a temperature readout. You actually see it drop just randomly like seven degrees or whatever. And it's like, oh, so it's not like 90 to then it goes to 60. No, it's, you know, if it's a lot of times we're actually we shut off the heating and cooling whatever time of the year it is we'll shut that off because we don't want that noise you know try to block out all the windows all the lights just so we don't get shadows from outside but especially so with the temperature drop yeah it's kind of like you're kind of in a a a constant you know whatever the temperature is and then you're going to get something that's yeah like i said seven or eight degrees it's not like it goes down to like 30 and you're like seeing your breath it's but it is a noticeable uh noticeable temperature drop that we've seen in the past Mm -hmm. so you guys do you have a thermometer sort of like a temperature sort of gauge the the voice thing and then you take pictures and then videos too we have a i won't say every piece of equipment but we have a lot whatever you see on tv we okay. probably have it. Yeah. And I, thousands and thousands and then, of tied up and in, in, uh, in equipment. You have it, right? You have to. <laughs> We're not going to say the amount. I don't know the amount, but yeah, I don't want to yeah. get in trouble. <laughs> On some places, is that when you bring in the mediums and to kind of like communicate between the, t- if you feel like something is here, is that when you bring someone in to maybe see what they could kind of communicate with? Correct. Yeah. D- depending on, on the cases and their availability, availability because they're the ones we deal with are uh 
now out of state. They used to be more local, but uh, one comes in. Uh, she's from Arizona. She used to she used to live only an hour away, but she she came in on cases, flew in from Arizona, and then the other one, she's in Wisconsin. She was she moved a couple times where she came from North Carolina or from Arizona also, but now she's uh, in Wisconsin. And yeah, depending on the case, like we, we were handling a case, I can't talk too much about because I don't want to get people in trouble. But this oh, case yeah. means a lot to me, but it, is, it just goes back to uh, 1979 when Flight 191 American Airlines crashed near uh, O'Hare Airport, where a, a total of 100, 273 people perished, 271 on the plane, two on the ground, but it was only up for about 31 seconds and then cr- dropped the engine. The engine fell off and, uh, and crashed. So for the last year and a half they've been working on that property they're making it into a an exit to get off the expressway so it's going to be a busy ramp leading into the airport and to me that's like messing with a cemetery i mean that's the final resting place of 273 people so right now they're they're losing it they got a new chicago police canine facility being built it's almost done but that property is where they're the, the where they train like drug dogs and stuff for the police department Okay. And so you, you have over the years policemen that would be assigned there. They have two trailers and it's all enclosed with razor wire, like a prison fencing where no one can jump the fence. And you, you have employees, you know, policemen saying that they'll be in there. They'll have knocking on the trailer doors when there's no one, can, you know, get in, you know, no one's going to jump the razor wire fence. I, you know, they look, no one's there knocking on the windows to hearing footsteps to lights flickering and you know it all leads back to you think that's what the it's land. From? everything's from the land yeah 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 so and those, I, those sort of things they don't make i would like an indian burial ground like where they they can't build on top or it's just land and then they're going to build no matter what yeah the way the city the state is i think they'll do whatever they want uh, i don't think they actually anybody was buried there no, no, no one was well, buried I mean, there uh, yeah 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 just oh okay the, yeah the so site. i guess the, yes yeah yeah yeah, I guess it would be just the site, not the, the people. But we got yeah. some mm-hmm. very good evidence out of there. And, and my goal, and I'm still not done, I'd like to go one last time if I could possibly get back in there before the uh, canine people to totally lose access, because it, it, it's going to be any day where they're going to lose that property oh. whenever that new one's built. But yeah, I, want, I my goal was to try to move a, any spirits that were still earthbound there to move them on. And so at that time, they were both from uh, Arizona. So two mediums flew in from Arizona and donated their time to help me try to move on and communicate with these spirits to move them on. To and the how next do step. they do that? They, they, cause they just tell them, cause that's what I'm curious about too. So I think, is it kind of light like, pop back open? Like, you know, can they, I, I don't know if how it actually works to be honest, if they're able to create this energy, this doorway uh, okay. form and, and to lead them in, into, you know, I, I, I honestly don't know if they create that light again or, or if it's just that doorway to lead them into. Yeah. The next- Nikki, remember when we had Barbara and she was talking about creating the portals? Oh, yeah. I remember. remember? That and she would like have to focus the energy. Some I don't know how it works, obviously. Yeah. And but- I was skeptical on that, but I, I handled a case a long time ago where um, it was one of the suburb of Chicago, uh, Downers Grove, I believe, where the husband, just snapped and uh it was a tragic story but I, th- I think we were able to help the lady that r- was renting the home and and help the spirits which is very important to me the, the um father 
snapped, went home, murdered his wife, his two daughters, and himself. So uh, like a year or two later, or, or whatever, uh, this lady rents the house, had no knowledge of uh, the background of the, uh, of the property. And so they started having experience, uh, experiences there, especially I think they had a young boy at the time, which maybe was five or six years old. And so it seems like the spirits were communicating with him or showing uh, itself to him, which was spooking him. And so then um, (laughs) she she started doing the history of the house and found out, oh, my God, I just signed a year lease on this house (laughs) and all this stuff, tragic tragedy happened to it. So she's crying and she didn't know what to do. And and that's when I contacted, you know, something like that. I definitely want to help out the family and help out any spirits that are still there willing to willing to be helped. And so because of the sensitivity of this case, I, I, I contacted for that one, her name's Susan Rowland. She's very talented. She helped us out right when I was talking to her on the phone. She, without her having any knowledge of anything, she started telling me about what, what's going on, what she's seeing. And no way. Yeah, I just opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, no and, way. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she knew where all the murders happened without her even knowing anything about it. I never give her the information until she has to put it into the GPS where I could hear her punching it in. Well, at that time, I don't think it wasn't on her phone. I think it was on one of the portable GPSs on the car. But anyway, she knew where everything happened. And then the father followed her home. And she kept on calling me all night, but usually I'll, I'll try to turn off my phone or leave it in the command center. But she was calling me, uh, telling me that uh, the father followed her to home and was uh, was afraid to move on because, you know, you, you grow up thinking, okay, you're going to burn in hell because you committed yeah. sin, blah, blah, blah. And she kept on telling him, no, you, you, know, you know, you won't, you'll, you'll go into the light, you'll be all right. And so he was, you know, he was very sorry. He, he said he just snapped. He didn't mean to, he didn't know what he was doing, this and that. And uh, so then uh, the mother came to her and saying, we forgive him. We want to move on as a family. So she went back there two days later. And I'm so upset to this day because I couldn't get the damn day, excuse my expression. I couldn't <laughs> no, get the day off from the city. They denied me the time off. But uh, what, what was really believable, the client called me up crying. She's bawling. Dave, you should have been there. It's like she said, she said, uh, Susan was glowing like her aura. It was a glow to her when she was in this trance as she's moving on the spirits to the next step. And that house was 100% different afterwards. All, all that heaviness. Yeah. I mean, when I walked in there, I could feel it was so heavy. I don't know how anyone could go even buy or rent that house, but it yeah. was so light afterwards. And, uh, I mean, you could tell there was a change. So that's, that opened my eyes that something like that is, is a possibility. And it, it's true, especially after the client called me up, got to witness some of that. I pictured it when when the, when we were talking to a medium, almost like, uh, what's that? Remember, Mariah, with uh, um, Dr. Strange, when they have like the little... Yes. You know, the little <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, cause that's what I was picturing in my head. Like that's where they're like having to open a portal or, or something or yeah. Like you got to make sure, I mean, you open that portal, you got to make sure you shut it because then you're going to yeah. leave that open where you're going to get nonstop yeah. activity coming through. Yeah. So, so in that house, it was the whole family was still stuck. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, well, it, it could, you, you know, it could be too, when you buy a place, there could be items in the attic, in the basement, and crawl spaces that are left behind from the original family that uh, that lived there that could hold energy and cause problems. But this case, it, it was definitely the spirits, and I got evidence. I got the father's voice, 
and I got two female voices where we think one was the daughter, one could have been the mother. But like, for instance, uh, one of the questions through some of the history we went through, we're like, who told so-and-so, uh, I guess they had a friend or a cousin, I think it was a cousin or, or someone over that was told to walk the dog and then the murders happened. So we asked the question, who told so-and-so to walk the dog? And then we get a voice replying, a male voice saying, their mother did. Oh, no. So, uh, you know, we were thinking that's the father and it told, uh, you know, the mother said, you know, I, it must have been a heated argument at that time that said, so-and-so go walk the dog. And uh, and so they were out of the house and that's when he snapped and, and did the murders. But, uh, oh, that's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, cases like that are, are sad. Matt and I just handled a, a case, when was it, was it, it was over, was it last summer? Where we went to oh, Wisconsin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a tragic case, breaks my heart. It was farmland where the um, the mother was out of town, the father was there with, uh, was it five kids at the time? And um, the father, I think, brought one of the kids with him, rushed to the store. This was about eight or nine at night before the store closed and there was an older boy in the shower and the fire occurred and it, and it killed it killed uh, four or five of the kids and along with all the a uh, lot of the animals that were in the house oh no yeah, yeah tragic i think it was story. i think there were four kids but one went to the store or four yeah, kids that's right. fifth yeah. one. it was it was like yeah three or four yeah and actually up leading to that we actually talked to the mother about what had happened and and the one daughter was like so afraid for her to leave because she was actually seeing something really bad happen like she kept questioning Dreaming what fire if there's about a fires right yeah. What if there's a fire? What if something happens? Oh, nothing's going to happen. And then she went out of town and, you know, it was, uh, I mean, just listening to this woman talk, I mean, it was so touching. And then especially being a fire, it was just so close, Yeah. <laughs> close, close to me. So um, just the tragic story. Did you yeah, guys was, feel the energy of the, of the children in the house? Like, was there still no, you know, there, well, there, there was, was no house, house there. It was just the oh, land. Oh, just the land. So, so they're, they're trying to decide if they want to build on that land again, but it leads into the other stuff we could get into that they weren't sure if it was safe, but uh, that whole area, that's not the first fire on their, on the grounds there. I think a couple months earlier, another fire occurred, burned up, killed a lot of livestock burned up oh a, a, a barn yeah. and then, um, other properties within that area I think within the town have these fires being started and and I, I think some of the cases are unexplained they can't determine why uh, these fires are being started it's not like from an ar arsonist or anything yeah like that. what do you think that is could you well, think that you think an energy could create a spark or something well this goes back we believe kind of now that this could be Native American related this was a all Native American area at one point, you know, it, it, depending on what your beliefs are. And, it, you know, it's, I keep an open mind. It's hard to believe this is true, but there's so many documentaries and stories like the Skinwalker Ranch, yes. you know, with all these Native Americans where they almost put a curse on the land yeah. because when, when they yeah. were forced out of there, probably murdered, forced out and, and uh, it's probably burials that you're, you know, you're on. So, Matt, do you remember the whole story where I, I know uh, the medium we had talked to the, the mother, the mother wanted a reading. And I know the one of the mediums that we deal with described a creature she saw, described it supposedly yes. to the mother. And the mother's yes. like, oh, my God, my, my yeah. her daughter or her son or someone. The, the son, I think the son would, would often see something. And there was also a nearby neighbor. 
that uh, unrelated to the family that uh, we had heard from that had also seen something like it actually a, a physically. Creature? Wandering, like, yes, wandering yes, the like, grounds, yeah, like animal-like or a shapeshifter, um, uh, skinwalker, alien? or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Almost you just gave me the chills. <laughs> like eight, eight or nine foot wolf-like kind of. Uh, just, oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, um, she drew with, with some type of horns or something coming out of the head. I think. Yeah. Oh I, I think. God. Yeah, and it was like two or three people that all kind of that have seen the same thing in the area. And it's just, I mean, how do you I don't get know. rid of that? Well, see, we can't. <laughs> so I, because of the seriousness of the case, I I, I was uh, speaking to a bishop, and I was gonna, she was gonna travel out there and uh, try to do an exorcism of the property, but she can't. When, when it's Native American related, you, she's like, David, no matter what I do, it's not going to work. You got to have someone that's like a shaman come in and perform the ceremonies and, and, uh, and like a whole maybe, ritual or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe even someone from that tribe to get rid of that curse. But they believe this creature that they've, they've seen is the one starting these fires. And that's what the psychic medium senses. And not only her, but the bishop that was going to perform this. I get all my blessed stuff from her, blessed items from her and stuff like that and the holy water and, and stuff. But she's also has the ability, uh, psychic ability, uh, where she also saw the creature. And she goes, Dave, I'm so sorry. I want to help this family. But she's like, you're going to need a bishop. You're going to need someone. You're going to contact someone from, uh, you know, maybe out that way that could, I know, a shaman and do the ceremony on the land. Oh my so, God. Yeah, I, no. yeah. But these are cases, I mean, that are tragedy. But if we're able to give any type of help at all, that's very important to me. And I, I'm assuming to you, Matt, the same way. Oh, yeah. Of it course. just tears. Yeah. Yeah, it breaks my heart. All these areas of like where there's just so much negative energy. I'm, I don't know where I'm at on like this whole skinwalker thing or, or what, but I think just these areas where there's just so much negative energy that's there that is, I don't know, somehow manifesting itself like that with the native Americans and skinwalker with native Americans. And you go to like civil, you know, people report civil war battlefields that yeah. are so haunted. I mean, it's just, and then sanitariums or asylums where they were poorly treated it's just like all these areas of negative energy for some reason are yeah i mean it's just there that energy that is still there that that is causing this um and is it pretty thick yeah. energy sometimes sometimes i don't normally feel it yeah yeah I feel sensitive to certain things. I don't know why, but when we were buying houses, there's, I were, and you know, you go look into a house. There was a few of them where I'm like, no way. Yeah, trust and instinct. Cause <laughs> I had other people's yeah. coworkers do the same thing. And one didn't follow their instinct. And uh, oh, found out later another tragedy happened where a few murders happened in the house. No, and they, that's they, my biggest they fear. They felt it, but they ignored it because it was such a good deal for the house. Yeah. I mean, I, one of the houses, I'm like, this is a really cool house. And it was a setup for when my, I have a handicapped brother. So I'm like, oh, when he comes and lives with me, it's like a perfect little kind of like wing. Oh, I just feel like we kept calling it the creepy house. And it was on the market during, this was back in 2010 when uh, housing markets were crashing and whatever else. Right. And it had like it stayed on the market for three years we would always drive by it like did someone buy creepy house and i i'm like there it has to be something in that house and someone lives in it now i don't know what they did but maybe they can't feel it i don't know but 
Yeah. It's so, there's some places where I feel like, Ooh, I, I want to leave, <laughs> you know, like I gotta go. Yeah. You gotta so trust the feelings. Yeah. So that's why I was wondering if you, when you go to these places, if you feel that kind of energy, but it's funny how one doesn't and one does. Yeah. You know? I don't consider, right. I mean, there, there have been, there have been uh, a couple times on investigations where I don't know, I think from the start, I was typically just kind of like fearless going into this, you know, I'm not worried about it. I'm not afraid of the dark. I've, you know, it's like whatever, but uh, I think it was the one case in Kewanee, Wisconsin, where there was one room that I just could not walk in. It would just, I, it would stop me at the door. If something just felt so weird and heavy, uh. you know. And then uh, another time we were doing the um, the Indiana jail where uh, Dillinger was held and escaped from. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, in this one area of the jail where like some really bad dudes were being, you know, were held at the time, like. You know, Dillinger was like a, a, a saint compared to these guys. I just got down there. We were towards the end of the night. We were picking things up. And I don't know if I was tired, but I just had this feeling that came over me where I'm just like, I'm gone. Like literally, Dave said earlier, Scooby-Doo, that's exactly what it was. My feet were just <laughs> like, <laughs> just like I was gone. I'm like, I'm running out of that area as fast as I could. Man, and you, like, you're only human. So it, when, yeah. when you feel like that, I mean, you're, you're going to... So- you know, you try to yeah. hold ground, but so, you know, sometimes you just need to get out. Yeah, because you're going into places that most people are running from. I would not want yeah. to. Well, <laughs> I couldn't do. I, are you there? That's kind of what I do for a living. At night? <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, it's just a different version of it. Yeah. Do you guys find that there's more activity at night you know, during it's, it's the day? Probably. You don't. I, I think the only reason, in my opinion, maybe Matt, you have something else. Yeah. But uh, I, I think the only reason it's geared tonight because you got a lot of night vision cameras, thermal imaging, and then you got less traffic noise. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, my dogs are barking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah, don't think they're sensing a spirit. I think they're sensing like, someone oh at the God, door. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I sound like chickens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, so you got less traffic noise at night, uh, okay. outside noise. So I think it's more geared for nighttime investigations for that but unless you okay. feel differently matt no i mean it's it, the energy's there regardless of what time of the day it is it's, yes, it's going to happen but as far as us actually capturing it yeah less light pollution less noise pollution less stuff like that okay so, so that we could quantify our, our evidence that we get and say okay we, well we get some kind of shadow we it was a maybe some you know we try to note things that are going on like if headlights were going by or but if it's one o'clock in the morning, you know, there's not as many people out on the road and it's, you know, it it's makes it easier for us to go back and say, okay, well, this happened here and there was nothing else going on. Plus the amount of cameras that we use and the amount of footage and angles, it's, Dave can contest to this, but it takes time to then, okay, well, this camera caught this. What were the other two cameras or, you know, no, uh, voice recorders? What did that capture at that exact time? So uh, right. it's always, it's like, not one thing, but then you have to look at three or four different things. And then it's like, okay, well, this is, this is something. Do you ever feel like when you feel like, uh, and with the medium, there, like a asylum or something crazy or something with a lot of negative energy, are you just tired the next day? Do you even feel anything like that? Or it's just like, oh, that was crazy. And then you go home. No. I think it's mostly we're tired because we don't pick up until four <laughs> or five in the morning. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but not like drained. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We're an easy target when we're done, actually, because we're so exhausted just from being up for 
you know, 36 hours or whatever. It yeah, sometimes if you're spending the night, I'm so worn out. I'll just say, yeah. if something's in here, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm going to crash for a couple hours. You so know, you guys I, are there that long? There. Yeah, there'll be times we'll spend uh, overnight, depending on if it's, you know, if we can't stay on the premises, then we'll get maybe a nearby hotel, you know, depending yeah. on where we're traveling to. Yeah. Our setup takes hours. I mean, just the amount of equipment and cabling that we run. Okay, um, to get ready. Yeah, right, so we're right. not just using uh, handheld cameras. I mean, we're setting up static wired cameras to a DVR system. So okay, it's just the amount of, and then trying to find where to put them, how to get the cables there. And it's it's a lot of, it's well, a lot of work. work. Yeah. 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 Don't you get and scared when you review your stuff that you're going to see something super crazy? Like when you finally look at the pictures and that would scare me too. What if there's this face that's just like, boom, right there, oh. like something. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that. <laughs> you guys probably wouldn't be scared. I would flip out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember years ago, breaking down in a, a cemetery, was breaking down a DVR camera. I mean, it was pitch dark and I didn't realize, but as I'm, uh, before I turned off the power to the camera, there was a uh, mist that was forming. And right when it got to that camera, the mist turned into a face Oh God! And, and then flew away. Yeah, it, uh, that was a little disturbing because I was <laughs> taking on the cameras at that time. Oh, that would stress me out. Yeah, see, it's stuff but, like that that would scare me. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. But this this was the first time ever because we use thermal imaging, which I'm not sure if you know what that is. That like the military it or, heat. Yeah, heat yeah. signatures, cold spots, and so you get video. You know what? If it's anything that shows a hot spot, you know heat. It's something living, you, you know, it's great for like outdoor investigations. So if there's animals out there, if you're hearing a deer move or oh, uh, okay. a squirrel or something, a bunny yeah. or whatever, you know, it'll pick up a heat signature. It's this one gravestone marker. It was the first time I've ever came, the only time I ever came across this was you'd see, I had a static night vision camera and then a thermal imaging camera facing it. And you would see something float out of the tombstone and the thermal will pick it up as a color. DVR camera will pick it up as a white light uh, anomaly. Leave, and then you'd see it return coming back to the gravestone and disappear in it. And then you would see color disruption within the tombstone. Oh, and you would see it moving. It was it was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And that and that was the area where uh, yeah, it was the most active for us. But yeah, that was a little disturbing when I was coming across that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's weird at that cemetery. We got voices. Uh, I, I didn't have the ambulance then. I had a enclosed six by 12 enclosed trailer, like a landscaping trailer. So it would take oh, more yeah. time instead of tables, monitors and all that stuff. But we, we get voices. I even get voices sometimes coming in in the ambulance. But the first voice goes, it's magic in here. What? So it's probably a... <laughs> It's probably an old spirit that never saw technology before. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy! You could hear voice that that clearly, those words that clearly. At, at times, yes. You know, most of the voices are like more of a graspy type whispering voice, but sometimes they come in clear. Maybe t uh. depending on much energy they have. And we got another voice saying, uh, it's probably the mayor. There was a mayor buried there, but it was an authority figure. And it asked us, it goes, where's your permit? What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's probably the mayor, a... mayor of the town there is asking us, where's our permit to do this? Oh my God, that one's really funny. <laughs> and then we had another one a little bit after, but this was a negative one. It said, I want you to kill yourself. 
What? Yeah. What do you think wow. that was? You didn't like them. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it, maybe it's someone that I, I don't know. It's I won't say it's like evil or demonic, but it might be just a spirit that uh, went through hard times. Uh, it could be maybe even like a drug it's addict, like a alcoholic, or, or yeah, just a negative person that wants you to feel their pain. That is them. insane. Yeah, that one would scare me. I would like the permit guy better. <laughs> oh, that was so deep though. It goes, where's your permit? You know, like a really deep voice. And we, we captured in the past, and I didn't know what was possible, but we captured swearing from the other side, you know, some F-bombs. and Really? Yeah. That's yeah, funny, like, too. That's nuts. We were talking about evil stuff earlier. There's been a, occasions, a few occasions where I almost stopped doing this because I got scared, I admit, uh, on, on a few occasions. And uh, I've been scratched before. Um, I, I forgot. Oh, my, God. Yeah, I've been, there's a house, the same house that had that man with the attached to the um fireplace thing. fireplace yeah okay well there's other stuff there and there was something evil there and i walk in the house and this is all pictures taken and we didn't have the video recorders going but i walk in and something rips me right open within 30 seconds thought i was a threat well i'm assuming it thought i was a threat so it attacked me and then it got me again later that night and, and i admit i was i was nervous i was scared to before driving home i wanted to get a couple hours of sleep because it was about a four-hour drive and then uh, I'm thinking when I shut my eyes, it's going to get me again. But, uh, oh. but yeah, it got me right in front of everyone's eyes. It got me twice. And it was a like it, it leaves a mark like like it's. Oh, yeah, it, it drew blood. It. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It started right near one of my eyes and it started with what? a large welt and then it dug deep, ripped my ear open and then a deep scratch down my neck. Oh, I my think there's God. pictures on our on our website, I'm sure. Or yeah, YouTube. Uh, I think there's that. little video yeah. clips after the fact. Yeah. Oh, and then, watch um, that. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I think there's times you could go to, you know, like the spirit energy is, you know, I mean, sometimes I think you could get a touch from the spirit, not meaning harm, but you'll get that electrical zap, like, uh, like if you touch a sometimes a wall or a wall outlet and you get a little, ting, you know, static charge. Uh -huh. Sometimes I think a spirit will touch you and leave a red mark, and it's not meaning harm, it's just meant to touch you and you're, you're getting that little welt or that little mark because it's uh that static charge in, in the air you know that is not i i gotta i gotta share this this story that that just recently happened to me and i haven't fully processed the what, what happened but it was actually on a when you mentioned electric charge so you know it was recently i was on a this is on on a run we had um we were called to a home where uh a person was found you know unconscious and the family is actually doing CPR on this person as we walk through the door. So we jump in and we continue and we're doing all our, give it the, the drugs and everything, you know, for cardiac arrest and IVs and all this stuff. And we got them on a monitor and watching the monitor and we actually get it, get this person back in a, uh, they call it a ROSC. It's like return of, return of uh, spontaneous circulation. So we got a, a pulse back on this guy. So we're getting ready to move him and the light above us, the chandelier, all the lights just start flickering like randomly. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was standing right under it and I'm looking at the light. I'm looking at the family and I'm looking at the light and I'm looking at the patient and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? This thing is just, and it hadn't been doing it up until that point of, oh my. Uh, until, until he, until we got a pulse back on this guy. And I, I look at, you know, we're in a family member. So I'm like, is this, you know, I just like, is this normal? Yeah. 
because because they were looking at it too like what the heck is going on here and so i'm just like is this normal does this happen she goes never <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, i'm, I'm like, wondering i'm wondering if you know he was clinically dead without a pulse i wonder if that doorway was opening for him causing yeah. that uh you know the light like, <laughs> I, I don't know it was almost like it was his whatever whatever you his energy, his energy yeah. was coming back or or that what is crazy you know, it was it was just like and i'm looking around the room I'm like okay is somebody leaning on the light switch i'm like oh no there's nobody by the light switch i'm immediately like i have or i'm kind of like oh i'm in charge so i'm overseeing the whole area of and handing you know stuff because my medics need the medicines or whatever so i'm kind of yeah. like doing all these things and then all of a sudden this starts happening and i'm just like what the heck is going on here so now i'm like doing this and then i'm also looking around trying to debunk why the lights are flashing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you're doing you're doing your other job well, like, you, you, you got to because not everything's paranormal you got to look for logical explanations first it, it was just and like i said i mean this was pretty recent so i like i just haven't fully processed what exactly happened there but i'm like yeah maybe it was yeah. maybe it was like a, a, a his energy was either leaving or coming back that's interesting yeah, or, or just they're just right on the right on the, the cusp of yeah whatever. that is wild that's insane. yeah that's pretty cool yeah so i just wanted to make sure that i i, I shared that one especially you're talking about electric charge because that was definitely something electrically charged going on there yeah 100 um, speaking about uh you know charges or like you know electricity or something i this was all new to me and this also almost made me stop this is probably I never handled, I don't, I don't believe I handled a demonic case yet, but if I handled this case that never came about, I think it would have been my first one. It just opened my eyes that there's something, I, you know, I, I don't know what I believe truly, but this opened my eyes thinking there's evil out there, possibly demonic now. Oh. This, the, yeah, this was, uh, it was actually a, a, a fireman's house. You know, I, I won't. I won't say where, I don't know the exact house or anything, but I'll just say he's a fireman. Okay. And um, I get a call from his wife. I was at my side job where I got a- I, That's where not I got me. A, <laughs> that's not, yeah, it's not. <laughs> and uh, so I, I was at my side job where I got to go to right after this. And uh, I get a call as I'm leaving from uh, the wife of the fireman. And she, and she starts telling me, oh man, this case still sh shakes me up. It still bothers me. But she goes, Dave, ever since we did, uh, they did a big, their house is like twice the size now. They gutted out the house and put an addition. And so whatever was there seemed to be dormant and they stirred up some activity to where people would come by or family will spend the night and they'd leave early. The daughter stopped sleeping in her room and the firemen started having night terrors, really, really bad night terrors. To the point where he saw doctors, had some sleep studies, and they couldn't find anything wrong with him. Never has it at the firehouse when he's staying overnight, only at his house. Started recording his night terrors on, on her cell phone. You know, when, when he's having them, she'll hit record on her cell phone and record them. Oh, so, gosh. so it was time for me to leave my side job. I'm driving home, and she starts playing them. She's playing it on her cell phone and has the mic from her house phone where I could, so I could listen to him. And she goes, Dave, uh, listen closely because at times I could hear a female voice moaning his name. When, when he's screaming bloody murder, he sounds like he's being raped. He sounds like he's being attacked. No. I mean, it, it, it's, it was just, uh, it, it was 
chilling just even listening to him. It, it, it was, man, it was, it was terrifying. But anyway. And he's asleep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so uh, <laughs> I pull in my driveway. <laughs> it's about 11, 15, 11, 20 in the evening. And I stay, it's pitch dark in my driveway. So I'm, I'm staying out there because I don't want, my daughter was really, really young at the time. Probably an infant still. And um, I don't want to wake up my wife. And plus, I wanted to keep a clear signal on my cell phone. So um, I, I'm standing in the, in the middle of the driveway next to my car in the darkness. And, and, and I told her, you know, I could hear a voice, but I couldn't make out what it was saying. And then through the phone lines, I, I like I said, I, oh, I wasn't God. even sure if this was possible. But if you could picture from the scary movies, a demonic voice like the exorcist, yeah. you know, coming through, something starts coming through my phone. Oh, God. And and I got mad at her. I thought she was playing a joke on me at first. I'm like, you think this is funny wasting my time like this? I worked a double shift and I'm dead tired and you know, playing these jokes on me. She goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, you don't hear this voice coming through. And I'll never forget the laugh, the hideous laugh. Oh, I don't God. even know if it was speaking English at times, but it, um, and it started moaning her husband's name, uh, like, like a nickname of some type, like daddy, daddy you know, whatever, moaning his no. name. And she goes, I hear that. And so I know it's not her because it's talking over her voice now. And now it's moaning my name, David, David. And no. um, and the phone line went dead. And I'm standing in the darkness in shock. Like, what the heck's going on here? And within seconds, I'm being choked. Like two, maybe two fingers, three fingers pushing in my windpipe. And I, I, I couldn't breathe. I'm like, I'm starting to really freak out and not knowing what to do. And the only thing I could, I had my driver's side window open and I'm leaning against the car now I can't breathe and I saw the cross. So I was able to grab the cross without wrecking my rearview mirror and I grabbed it. And as soon as I was, I was about to put it on, I was finally able to breathe again. So I'm standing there, just my sh jaw probably hit the ground. I'm, I'm, I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on. I've never experienced this before. And then she calls back like a minute or so later. She goes, Dave, I'm so sorry. My home phone's broken. I can't get a dial tone anymore. And was, which she's, she's talking on her cell phone. And his voice comes back for about 20 minutes blocking. I can never get her address. I can never get a date set up to go over there. It kept, kept on uh, like saying this like language and what? Like, this hideous laugh. <laughs> like this, I'll not forget as long as I live. And uh, it scared her to death. It scared the bejesus out of me. And I wasn't right for about a week, at least three, three to five days. I didn't I'd feel like I'd still never be right. That's insane. <laughs> no, and it bothers me because I wonder what if, what if I took that case, what would have happened? Because Whatever the whole happened to them? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And it bothers yeah. me because I, I, you know, I, the goal is to document this stuff and to help people, but also you can't put your life, your family's life, you know, if it's something demonic, the whole goal is to destroy your life, cause negativity, maybe suicide. And, you know, so it, it, it bothers me, it bothers me to this day. What was that? And what would have happened if I took the case? And yeah. I wonder what would happen to these people? So it, that it, that's like I, a priest. You need a priest. or Oh, something. I, yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. There, there's something that, that, yeah, especially then I didn't have all, all the experience that I have now. But still, I still wouldn't have needed help. I, I wouldn't have been able to handle that alone. Oh, God. So that, that I, I, maybe... I know that he I know that he retired happy and healthy. So uh, but I, I that was a while ago. So 
<laughs> that's um, crazy. So okay, so you, you knew the that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know if they ever sold the house. Also, I know it was near, a, not far from a cemetery. Uh, yeah. No, they need to sell that house and run. I wouldn't even yeah. sell it. I would be like, I'm just, I'm out. Burn it. Burn <laughs> yeah. it down. But he he yeah. wanted nothing. He wanted nothing to do with it because he's embarrassed. You know, he's like, well, how about if this leaks out and the city finds out, you know, what am I going to get fired and put on psych leave or, or something or medical leave. So he, he wanted nothing to do with it, but the wife was going to do it behind his back. That's Aww. insane. Yeah. That, that one truly scared me. I admit, you know, well, I, when you were talking about it, I got chills. So it scared me too. <laughs> yeah. It still bothers me as of today when, when I talk about it, uh, you know, it brings back a lot of the feelings that, uh, what I felt then. So that's the closest I think I ever got to a possible evil, evil case. I, you know, like I said, I, until I experienced it myself, I don't, uh, it could be demonic, but I don't know until I experienced that myself. I don't know what, what I believe exactly with that, but that's the closest I think I ever got to something, something like that. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't even like watching those type of movies. I could watch gore, blood, whatever. It doesn't bother me, but when it's the evil, you know, possession type stuff, yeah. can't do it. That's, it truly spooks me when it comes to like possession. And that. 100%. But, uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I met this guy who's uh he's a he's a, a bishop and i was just telling matt about it uh earlier today i believe but he was yeah he, he handles a lot of exorcisms and he's he usually doesn't allow people to record or be a part of it but uh he might allow me to visualize one uh oh yeah I, would you do that i feel like i would not want to like i would be curious to see it but i wouldn't want to put myself open yeah, so like I, yeah, it, it worries me, but uh, I mean, if this, if this stuff is true, I'd like to be able to possibly document it and you know, maybe put me in code out there. <laughs> no, I'll watch no. it from a movie, I, I'll watch but it from he, he uh, wasn't there, but his the, the main guy, his name's Father Mike. Father Mike, he works under Father Mike, but Father Mike, you ever heard of the Demon House in Indiana? But Zach mm-hmm. Bagans, that's uh, mm-hmm. he, he works for Father Mike, and Father Mike is the one that handled that case with the children walking up the wall and, oh, and all that stuff. No. Yeah, so that's all part of, <laughs> all yeah, part I of that. Uh, I, I would never sleep again, I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, it'll never happen. Well, Nikki, I just looked at the thing and um, we're a little over on time. Yeah, it's just um, all the time now. But that's okay. <laughs> Is it okay if I just fire off a couple questions that I had written down real yeah. quick and then we'll let you guys go? Sure. Oh, sure. When people contact you, is it because they're experiencing, like you'd mentioned, the lady seeing the apparition or spirit or whatever you want to call it? Is it because it's like the same behavior over and over or is there an elevation to the behavior? Do the spirits start to get louder or more aggressive or do you see like an uptick in behaviors before somebody contacts you because I feel like you guys have kind of mentioned it's you still have to like live in reality so it would be like oh you know the wind blew that door closed I you know I feel like people would probably dismiss maybe behaviors that are happening as explainable things yeah before taking a case I mean I'll try to talk to them and then whatever information I get I'll, I'll tell Matt or any other team members to see if it's worthwhile. But uh, I, I, I think it, it depends. I mean, so, some are just curious. They hear noises in the house. They're like explained. So I, I kind of put that unless I 
nothing going on or have some free time, I'll put mm-hmm. that on the back burner. But it's more of the serious cases that, uh, you know, maybe uh, we'll, we'll try taking, like, for instance, with the homicides in, in the house or uh, people scared of their own house, you know, tragedy that happened on the property. But if it's just like little noises or this and that, or, you know, I, I kind of put that on the on the back burner, unless sure. it's something serious. It's just, it's, it's so much work that it's put into the investigation beforehand, afterwards, and then we're, you know, switching the work schedule or trying to find a day off that works for everyone. Yeah. So, so, so it's uh, got to be some pretty like excessive behavior, repetitive behavior. Maybe they yeah. even have video or audio. Right. Sometimes I'll, I'll ask them first. I said, if, if there's uh, a way before we decide coming out, could you try to document some of this? If you have uh, your phone, a voice recorder, camcorder, could you try documenting some of these noises and then send it to me where we could look over? You know, it's it, it's different if someone's getting scratched, bruised, you know, marked up or something like that. Or Does that happen pretty often or is that a pretty I, I think small it's percentage. rare. Yeah, I think yeah. it's small. I think a lot of people claim it. We do get, I mean, we do get people, and I think just human nature for most people, it's going to be like, wait a minute, like you said before, let's find the logical explanation to this before I start going to call in paranormal investigators sure. and whatnot. Sure. So I think when we do end up, there's cases that are legitimate. Yeah, there's definitely like a, uh, to answer your question, there's definitely like an escalation happening. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, my my child was seeing, you know, doing acting strangely and then all of a sudden talking back to something and you know just Mm -hmm. for an example Mm -hmm. like that so there's definitely an uh, escalation but we also do get contacted where people just they catch something on their ring camera they catch something on all the security cameras yeah what is this Hmm. what is that a lot of times it's just like an orb like a dust or particle that we've had like in other the pictures ones where, like, that everybody yeah like oh, when so, you used so to like develop think that film I... and you have the little yeah right yeah yeah mm-hmm. everybody okay. thinks that orb is, is well not everybody i said most people like there's people that just want to believe that it's something yeah um so they're just like hey look what we caught and it's like yeah i can do that right now i can catch the same exact thing with my cell phone so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know but then we've gotten some interesting videos from the ring or something like that where it's like Oh, that's very strange. Um, and then, yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes we go a little back and forth and, and talk about it. Oh, let us know if you get anything else. You know, it's it's unexplained. It's without actually knowing the area, knowing if there's any other cameras. If somebody was walking by, it's really hard for us to say. Yeah, it's so hard when it comes yeah. to video and, and uh, picture, like, especially if it's only one compare it because yeah we don't know the surroundings we don't know you almost need multiple pictures multiple uh, video. Yeah, yeah you need to know what's going on because it's uh you need to compare like if it's something paranormal it might be only on one like if you take 10 it might be only on one photo or one mm-hmm. and a half you know something's starting to form they'll see it and then it's gone if, it, if it's there the whole time on, on the video or or in the pictures, and it's, it's it's not gonna most likely be yeah. paranormal related, but it's it's hard when only someone sends us. Can you check this one picture out? You know, it's, you got nothing to compare it to. There's a lot of stuff that goes either from their like onto it their DVR system or their cloud. There's a lot of stuff online where you actually find people call it ghosting, where it's it's being recorded over, so something carries over from a previous one. Like we had a one that that actually looked like a dog was being let back in the house, but it was like a ghost dog. <laughs> 
it was like uh, okay you know it's like very strange stuff like that and it's hard to verify like that when you this is another question that i had when you guys were talking yeah. about kind of setting up and running all of your cameras and all the equipment do you ever set up and you get nothing like you you're there for 24 hours and you get absolutely nothing or is it pretty like i think we always captured we always captured some i don't think we ever came up empty but you could be there half a day and you might only get one minute of evidence or something like that or you know it's but i don't don't think unless i'm wrong i uh I, i don't think i don't think we ever came up totally zero empty but i i think it doesn't mean the location or the house is, is haunted. I mean, you could be calling a spirit that might be wandering outside, you know, sure. off yeah, the sure. grounds and you might be communicating with that. Does not mean it belongs to that property? Do you, because I think I've seen it portrayed in movies, which is why it's coming to my head. But if you're in a space, do you ever ask it to do anything? Like, I want you to make the lights flicker or I want you to shut the door. Yeah. Yep. And do they respond? Oh, yeah. At, at times, sometimes not. Um but there's, you know, it's, it's, there's been times I, I'll, in the past would have a flashlight put down and tell it to turn on the flashlight on and off mm-hmm. uh, on command. And then you can start asking questions if it does it. I have a couple of good videos. That's, it was unbelievable the way it, you could tell it's, it's an intelligent spirit pushing the button in the back to, you know, to turn on the light. Is there a way that you ever try, cause this is where I'm like, my curious nature would be like going through the roof because if there's a spirit somewhere, I'd be like, okay, I want you to spell me your name, you know, or make the flashlight blink twice. If you are from this decade or this, can you get information there's, out of it, them? You, you, you get sometimes names and you, you know, um, sometimes you can make out the voices, what they're saying. Sometimes you can't. But there's only once, no, t- twice I got an answer when I said, what year is it for you? Mm-hmm. One of them said, I don't know. Okay. And then the other one, usually you don't get a response, but there's another one. This is a mobster place. I believe, I remember right, I think it said like 1945 or 1946. But usually, I don't know if it's like a code of honor if it can't cross <laughs> and, and tell us this information. <laughs> but uh, usually, yeah, usually you don't you don't get uh, the answers to that. What What helps would be, maybe having a medium visualizing of what, what they're seeing and it can, can tell you, you know, uh, describe of what, what they're seeing, you know, maybe what, what time period it is. Yeah. I find it just so interesting because I had like a weird incident where my son, Nikki might remember this, but my son was probably six or seven yeah. and he would constantly talk about his great grandmother who he had only met once when he was three months old. And he would talk about her husband who, you know, had been in World War II. And he was fascinated and would ask me all these questions about the war and the airplanes and all of these things. And I don't know her. It it was like my in-law. I never talked about her. My husband very rarely would talk about her. And he was just constant constant and then he started making these comments about oh I have this thing and it follows me around and it talks to me and then sometimes he'd wake up in the morning and be like I'm so tired I was up all night I couldn't sleep it was so noisy and so loud and I was just always like what is he talking you know like and so I'm very woohoo-y and so I have a medium that I talk to and a psychic regularly and so I had reached out to her and said hey there's this thing that's going you know I think it might be, you know, 
something there might be somebody or someone talking and she was like oh it's you know it's this person and they're just they just want to hang out with him they want to know him and they're just talking but I find it so weird because from his point of view it sounds like he could hear full sentences or stories and it's so crazy that when they're interacting with you guys that it's like a couple of words or a singular word so that to me is so like I wish we could understand that because that is crazy yeah yes yeah. it is I think it's just children are more open to that they weren't taught uh you know as a young age I, I, I just think they say everyone is born with the abilities you know born with it it's yeah just, some are more enhanced than others yeah uh, I know our, our our friend Lori uh who's psychic medium she explains herself as like a, a lighthouse and anyone within, you know, use your, that lighthouse for guidance. So anyone who sees her light is kind of like that they're drawn to her. So that's how mm -hmm. she kind of, and then it's almost like a download. Like she just gets, starts getting this information. So regardless of where she is at physically that, I mean, she's read people from over the phone. She's directed us through, uh, properties that she's never been at there's like no possible way that she's been there and took us would take us on a tour throughout the the house like okay turn to the left there's a closet turn to the right there's a bathroom that kind of a thing wow um, color of the room yeah that's yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah it's 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 incredible so i think that you know what you're saying makes sense maybe you know your son is has a sensitivity and 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 well, great and, grandma yeah, wants to I mean, come was, and, yeah. Yeah, and it was the craziest thing because as she was, I don't know if you want to call it reading me, but as she was kind of explaining to me, like identifying marks of who this person that she thought was talking to my son, it sounded very much like the great grandmother. And she had said, oh, she's so sorry. And she didn't know that she was upsetting him. She She's not going to bother him. And it kind of like tapered off and he stopped talking about her. He stopped kind of obsessing over world war two. And it was just the weirdest thing, the wow. weirdest thing, because it was, just I mean, like, that's really a cool story and kind of sad yeah. too. It's like, you know, that, I don't know, just, I know, but it kind of makes me kind of yeah. sad though, too. Cause I'm like, well, I hope yeah. that she's not stuck here. I hope that she was just able to come and like visit. And yeah. You know, the, yeah. the media, the medium say was. also, so they said there's a difference between, spirits that are stuck here earthbound and the spirits that have moved on that could come back and visit loved ones okay well so, that makes me feel better yeah I'm like, oh, so well, I, I hope that I was worried about like, that too stuck to a piece of tupperware or something or like because literally her daughter has kept everything that she's ever owned she will not get rid of anything that her mom had in her house she's mm -hmm. and so i'm like oh god i hope she's not stuck here because we just like have all her things you know right. yeah well hopefully she's still watching you know uh, well just, yeah it yeah, seems like yeah. she was very uh yeah. here and around um awesome so yeah like i know i talk to her now i and i always am like if you're still here and you know keep an eye out on you know my son and keep him safe and i talk to her all the time so hopefully she's not lonely <laughs> yeah i do that to my dad my dad passed uh with the the year covid first uh came out uh he, he passed on saint patty's day actually i'm so sorry Thanks. Thank you. But I talked to him just like we are now. I'll be driving to work and or whatever. And uh, I'll be like, you know, always asking him, so, you know, I hope you're okay. I hope you're with your, you know, your mom and dad and your brothers. And, mm -hmm. and I said, don't forget to watch over, you know, Daniela, my daughter and, and, you know, the family and stuff. And, you know, just. Uh, Have you ever had him try to 
contact you? It's weird. Like I, we, like we got his name coming through once clear as day. I mean, he has an odd name, Arvid, A-R-V-I-D. Okay. What are the odds of that coming through right, one of the recorders? Right. And so I got worried. I'm like, oh, man, I hope he's not earthbound. So that's yeah. why I was asking the questions. And they're like, Dave, a lot of the spirits that the spirits communicate family members coming, they already moved on. They're just coming back to give their message. And they, you know. They might uh, go back to wherever. Back, right. Oh, energy, so energy's everywhere. You know, energy's energy. Yeah. So, wow. But it, it's weird. I think he was trying to come through dreams to my sister and he, he was having trouble communicating, supposedly. He, my, my sister has some clear dreams. Uh, she felt like she was like out of body experience with him and he was telling him how things were, but he was having troubles surprisingly communicating with me, you know, and he knows yeah. I, I do this stuff. And then we just, we just had a medium uh, two mediums said very similar and uh, described my dad to a T and it was watching over us and, you know, could he hear us talking and this and that. So yeah. oh, it, it helps. Yeah. Well, I, I won't keep you guys any longer because you guys have been so gracious. I and know. Thank so you much so of much. Your time and, oh, no problem. You. If, if you ever want to do this somewhere down the line again or do a follow-up just honestly uh, yes let, let us know <laughs> we would absolutely love to and i'm pretty sure we'll be asking you to come back nikki and i are gonna kind of start to build some episodes around listener questions because we get a lot of messages about why didn't you ask this or what about this and you know we always try our, to do our best to ask all, all the things but it's it's very hard to kind of touch on everything so i assure you we probably will have a lot of questions that <laughs> no come problem. in after this episode and we would love to have you guys back yeah no we'll certainly link, link our uh, link our socials to your to the podcast when it releases if you wouldn't yeah, mind absolutely and, what are your handles i know your your website it's chicagoparanormal.com yep, um, that name <laughs> that's so fun <laughs> and then the facebook we have instagram and facebook it's it's all the same chicago paranormal investigators uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube page. Yeah, right, I mean, so we, we just go I by just our experiences. It. I'm going to follow you on. I'm just uh, Mariah. I found him on our Instagram side. So oh, perfect. Yeah, give him a follow. Yes, I, I just did. <laughs> yeah, you, you can see some of the little video clips and uh, some of the photos in there. I think I put the apparition, some of the apparition pictures in there. The some of the flashlight the videos and uh, yeah, and, and stuff. Just smaller clips in there, but the you larger ones just, are YouTube. Yeah, you've given. Yeah. There's a ton of, of stuff on YouTube. Scrolling. Yeah, She's you've been be all over that page tonight. <laughs> Nikki will be back with tons of questions by tomorrow morning. I promise you, I probably will. Matt, you just—I think we just go by our experiences, right? We're not saying we're like total experts in this field. We that we have all the answers, but we Absolutely go by. Not. Yeah, I mean, this—I don't think anyone, you know, even that's been doing it longer than us, has answers to anything. We just go go by what our experiences dealing sometimes with the psychic mediums, you know, what they recommend and how they help us and the things we do that tend to help. And there's other things we do that uh, it, everyone might be different, but we just go by our personal experiences, basically. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're just a couple, uh, like, a couple of you know, we're not like, <laughs> not like, not like parapsychologists or whatever right. you want to talk about, you know, it's just like, uh, yeah. yeah it, I love that. So we That's just do our best better. to try to uh, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm already deep diving and I'm looking at your command center. I'm like, <laughs> I'm already looking. <laughs> oh, Misty. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Misty. That's so awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I had, um, I don't know if you ever heard of him, uh, Chris Fleming. He's been on all the shows and stuff. He's been, he's a psychic medium also. He, he's more local, but I, I think he's doing a filming out in like London or Ireland or somewhere out there for a series. But uh, uh, he was just like, a, I don't know, a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago, he was in uh, Misty in the command center and he was, he was picking up supposedly all the trauma of, of the victims that have been in there. Oh my really? gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's I, I try to cleanse it a lot, but there's just still probably residual uh, energy in there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for taking your Mariah, time. Mariah, Nikki, no thank problem. you. Yes. It was awesome. A lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, same here. Well, well, thank you both. Take care. Please you be too. safe and we'll talk yep. soon. Sounds good. All thank right. you very thank much. You. All right. Okay. Thank bye-bye. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So was that everything you hoped for and more? Uh, you know, it was, I mean, I, mean, I was very I was ghost-like this episode because uh, this is your, your jam. Oh my God. I mean, seriously, I was so excited the whole it's, entire I mean, time. I really, I did get the chills with the choking uh, story, yes, like thanks. from my head to my toes. I didn't like that. It actually made me feel like that I was going to start getting choked or something. <laughs> and now I'm like, should I start carrying crosses with me 24 seven? I mean, I feel like maybe I feel like maybe you should just have like your little salt water and something. Yeah. Cause I feel like, you know, you are getting a lot of negative juju at your work because you are like a ton of therapist. And so maybe just spritz yourself before you head Maybe home for the day palate cleanse that's not a bad yeah. idea honestly well, I think anybody's job should do that well yeah cleanse. get that negative energy bye-bye out. uh and yeah. I don't know if we should say something but I feel like if you are a ghost and you're listening to uh, our conversation right now we're not interested in communicating <laughs> you can go to the light <laughs> Absolutely. Take the, <laughs> the light to the left, the light to the right, wherever it is. That's your exit. Follow well, that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm looking at our boards and I'm like, if this thing starts jumping on one of the, um, like the, the audio bars, <laughs> would you die? I literally uh, would pee yeah. my pants. No joke. No, I would not like that. So I keep staring at it. Now I feel like it's going to happen. So I'm going to look away. I mean, uh, I can't with like tugging on his shirt mm, and the scratches. I would nope. be out. Goodbye. No, nope. done. I, I do not need to be in the exorcist. I don't need to be in poltergeist. Uh, no. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I watched poltergeist as like, I think I was like 15 when I saw that and I couldn't sleep. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> even turn on the TVs in my house. I was terrified so I can't imagine uh, being actually attacked or touched or whatever nope. you want to call it and then going like yep I'll be back tomorrow uh no never. I'm telling you no. if Ryan was having night terrors like that I would be like mm, maybe you should stay in a hotel for a touch because this is too stressful I, I don't I, know if I can handle that especially after the voice came through the cell phone uh, hell no I'd no. be like you're out we're bye <laughs> go work out your demon issues and then you can come back I would die I mean truly I would I'd flip out I couldn't handle no. it no no no, no I no. loved every second of it you know I would it's a great great occupation super fascinating I will oh, listen to the God. stories all day long would never do it Although um, I will actually, I'll take that back. I'll do a tag along. If you're down, 
we can head to Chicago, do a little tag along episode. I might. But aside from that, it couldn't be. It's not my next side hustle. Actually, I would if they would let me tag along. Can we go to Chicago? Because I just, we might have to. I just want to feel what the cold, like, like you, because I watch all these things so much. You want to do like the, the, oh, that scene in Sixth Sense where the thermostat changes. Yes. Well, put a disclaimer out any ghost that's listening. I don't want to feel it right now. I want to feel it in a controlled environment, (laughs) not in my home. Not in my home. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we may have to go check out that, uh, a same asylum. Oh, shoot. Just do a little walk through. I mean, I kind of, because you know, I'm curious. And so like the windows peaked right now and I just uh-huh. kind of want to push it up a little bit more. So maybe that's, maybe we need to do it like Patreon special where Halloween we go edition? Say, yes, Chicago, here we come. We're <sighs> going to come and camp out with you guys. Tell me what little trinkets to bring. Oh my God. And I'll if, bring he, if they would let us tag along for just like a weekend. Would do it. I might. I think I, I, I think I would. I think I would because I'm way too curious not to go through the window a little bit more. Yeah. Cause I watch all these shows so much that I need to know what it's they like would, when I'm watching it. You would be like a celebrity to your kids. If you're like, I'm going to go hunt ghosts this weekend. Yeah. Like you want to come with. And by the way, I'm so spooked right now. Your voice just sounded like it changed. And I literally almost <laughs> shit my pants. <laughs> I mean, I wish so bad. I should have prepared myself I'm and I should have brought Will's fancy oh voice my. changer. And I should have, oh, it's such a missed opportunity. I have well, so much regret right now. I'm not, I'm dying. And then I didn't want to tell them, um, when I was telling my ghost story about the, um, the pink lady, I, yeah. I didn't want to like drag on about how Will changed it and remember how he put <laughs> the jump here. Oh my God. We should find that video and we should put that on our Instagram. Oh my God. Yes. We need to find I don't it. Have we it need anymore. to go through your archives. I wonder if I have it. Maybe Will has it. Cause he had to upload it to be able yes. to edit it. So. <laughs> Oh my God, for real. Seriously though. Okay. But, I'm going to have yeah. to ask him. No. So yeah, I feel like we could, um, I feel like I could handle a ride along. Maybe, maybe. I think this might be our first official ride along that we might have to like, that we're inviting really ourselves go on. to. <laughs> totally. We haven't even gotten permission or like that they want to hang out with us, but I feel like they might. And I feel like there's some potential legs here. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just don't want to bring whatever it is home back to California. And no, they well, hate look, California. They, yeah. And t- don't worry. It seems like David and Matt have their kits and they've got the sage mm. and the, the myrrh and like the, they'll de-ghost us. I feel like I'm not, I'm actually feel very comfortable in their safety. They feel like they're not amateurs. Like they would take good care of us okay. spiritually wise, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel comfortable. I feel like they're experts. It's like legit going with the Ghostbusters. It's fine. Okay. Well, I know it. I mean, I just loved it all. Loved it all. It's so great, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, until I ride along. Serious. Can't wait. I'm going to have to restrain myself because I kind of want to message them right now, but then we're going to be needy and clingy. So we'll wait a touch, but yeah. Yeah. Got to wait a little bit after the date to call. Right. I think that's, I haven't dated in a long time, but I feel no. like that's the appropriate like thing. You like let it linger for a minute. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Glad we're on the same page. Exactly. All right. I don't know how we're going to match this, but honestly, we're going to have to bring a heavy hitter. 
I know. I love this one. And this one's just, I mean, it's a little out of our norm, but I really enjoyed it. It's great. Right. I love it. Yes. I mean, we're all going to be something after. So yeah, so it's I kind feel of like it is part of the, the yeah. you know, the body pass, if you will. There you go. I, I yeah. appreciated this one on all levels. Well, you're welcome. My gift Thank to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Toodles. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We do encourage you to follow us at Instagram at body to burial and you guessed it. You can send us an email to hello at body to If you have any guest suggestions, just let us know. Please hit the subscribe button or follow button on whatever app you are listening to. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.